Pastor Mai, good afternoon and welcome to Late Lunch with Beth and Christie, which today is live from Port St Mary Town Hall. Yes, this is for the next episode of our Village Hall series and as happens with these events, the hall is absolutely packed with people talking about everything from theatre to music and in fact speaking of music... We have live music during the hour as well, really, really excited about that. We're going to be joined by Bird and the Beard. But as ever, we like to start with a little bit of soul, so this is You've Made Me So Very Happy. Oh, we are very happy this afternoon. That was our sole starter for today, and it was You've Made Me So Very Happy. It was actually written by Brenda Holloway, Patrice Holloway, and Frank Wilson with Berry Gordy, uh, who has been a feature on our sole starters in the past. But that version was the one by Blood, Sweat and Tears from 1969, and we're playing that because David Clayton Thomas of the band is 78 today. Happy Aww. birthday to David Clayton Thomas, who made us very happy with our sole starter. He really did, and as you mentioned, we are very happy to be here in Port St Mary Town Hall. It is the continuation of our Village Hall series and the first time that we've been down south for a while, Michelle Haywood is uh, with us. And Michelle, thank you for hosting us down here. It's alright, it's lovely to have you down here, this far south. You know. I know, <laughs> and we have been fed and watered, I should say, some incredible soup. Where did that come from? Ah, that's Mount Tabor and they have their tasty Tabor lunches once a month where you get soup and a pudding and a cup of tea all for a fiver. Amazing. There's pudding as well. There is actually some crumble I over there. I know. There's crumble and there's gatto and there's all kinds of things. Safe to say, Michelle, this is another one of those halls on the island that is very well used, isn't it? It is. It's massively well used, actually, for all sorts of things. And, and over its history, it's been used for a vast variety of, of stuff. And it was refurbished, I mean, it, I was going to say fairly recently, but it must be quite a while ago now, and it really, it just took on a new lease of life. It did. The building itself is 121 years old, so it's, it's actually much older than, than people think. And for the first 40 years, it was just run as a public hall by a private company um, that you could hire it out. And so the commissioners didn't own it at that point, and it took till 1938 before they actually bought the building. So with regards to the different things that happen, a little bit later we're going to be finding out from someone who actually had their wedding here, because that's something that's happened quite a lot now in this town hall, isn't it? Yeah, there's actually there's three rooms here and they're all licensed to have wedding ceremonies in, so you could kind of pick the scale of venue that you wanted, depending. So even the boardroom downstairs where you can get 25 people in there, if you wanted a small, intimate, classy-looking venue, even that's licensed for weddings. So. It is beautiful. I've been to you here and it works so well. And in fact, people have actually got married on that very stage, haven't they? Yeah, well, the, people get married on the stage, but then, you know, the following week you'll have a band playing in here and stuff like that and you know come Davy Knowles playing here over the Christmas period and this place is absolutely rammed with people and as noisy as you like I'm sure the ceiling's going to stay up but I'm not convinced sometimes. <laughs> and a lot of this has been organised for today I should say by Margaret who's on the stage at the moment. She's Margaret's trying to escape us, I Margaret know. is determined <laughs> not keeps, to speak to us. She keeps running, we will get her before the end of the show I promise you we will. Um, we should say, if you go to the Manx Radio Facebook page, there are going to be photographs and videos there, but so much to talk about over the course of the next hour. You mentioned the wedding. Yes. Uh, well, Fern Hopkinson, congratulations. You got married last weekend. Why did you choose Port St Mary Town Hall? Um, it's absolutely stunning, <laughs> for starters. I was inviting a lot of guests from the UK, um, and as far as places to show off the island, this one was really something spectacular. <laughs> and how did the day go? It was amazing. I'm still still flout, floating on a cloud at the moment. Um, it 
it sounds cliche, but it was one of the best days of my life. It was absolutely incredible. Because you're not actually from uh, the Isle of Man, but I think it's fair to say over the past couple of years, um, you've really found your feet as being part of the community here. Yeah, I've been so lucky that since I moved here, I have been welcomed with open arms from all areas of the Manx community. Um, and I consider it a real privilege to, to be part of this wonderful place. And you actually got married in Colby Glen, which, thank goodness, it was lovely yeah, weather. we to... were so blessed with the weather. <laughs> what a lovely place to actually get married, though. What was that like? Um, it was breathtaking. Um, I had a, a lot of guests commenting to me that it was a, a brilliant natural cathedral because the trees down there are so tall and the light was amazing and... Yeah, well, I just, yeah, floated through the day. Oh, you see, still very happy newlywed, which you should be, actually. It's not yeah. even been a week. Quite right, too. And uh, you mentioned floating through the day. We know as well that you're involved in the Manx dance scene. And so there was quite a bit of dancing going on in this hall. There was an awful lot of dancing, yeah. Um, we had a Kaylee in the evening to celebrate um, with an absolutely amazing Kaylee band. Um, so thank you if you're listening, guys. Um, and actually, um, myself, my new husband, Patrick, um, my maid of honour, Pauline, and my dad, Chris, kicked off the dancing in true Manx style, um, dancing Peter Otavi, for which I am incredibly proud of the other three, because whilst I can quite often be found dancing in public, for them it was a really, really big thing, and they did so well, and if you want to see it, the link is on Facebook, and you can donate to uh, Isle of Man Hospice as well. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you to them. Oh. <laughs> and in, in terms of recommending then this as a venue to celebrate your wedding, um, I'm guessing from the way you're buzzing about it, <laughs> you just could not be more positive. No, it was an amazing space um, it's it's fairly neutral but I mean we filled it with so much stuff um, and it, and it it can be whatever you want it to be you know we got legally married downstairs we had a party upstairs the West Room was used for, for creating the cake and for the caterers and really it is it's an amazing space so yeah definitely consider it as somewhere to get married oh Fern congratulations thank you so much for being here this afternoon thank you very much now another thing that often happens in these uh, village hall episodes is uh, the local WI tends to get involved and we're delighted that we are joined by President Diane Halliwell and Vice President as well with us what was your name sorry Margaret Holmes Margaret it's lovely to have you with us as well and uh, this is a hall that you use uh, quite often isn't it Diane Yes, because it's the biggest in the south and it's been refurbished, it's beautiful, especially for our Christmas coffee mornings with the Christmas tree and the Manx tart and you can't get any better venue on the island. It's beautiful and in fact it is in use this evening for something, it isn't is. it? Um, can I introduce Gough from the Children's Centre who we're working with uh, uh, on a project for a fairy workshop but he's got it tonight. Oh, jo Joff. Um, I am disappointed, I should say, I know I've said this before, he's not actually dressed as a fairy, which I think would have been nice. I, I, do you know, I, I, I can only apologise for that. My fairy wings are being fixed by elves right now because they, they failed on me the other day, so I had to get them repaired. So I would have flown here, but I drove instead. So sorry that I'm not in my costume. We'll forgive you. Exactly. <laughs> but this is, of course, to, uh, to try and smash a world Indeed record. So. Remind us of the date. Of so the date is, is Saturday, the 28th of September, which is very, very soon and we're going to break the world record the world record is currently 878 people so the Isle of Man should have that world record and we were hoping for at least a thousand people we've got a thousand people on Facebook who are interested and we want to send those interests into definitely coming so please do register please do look on all, all sorts of different social media aspects of where, where, the, where the record is and there's an event
Eventbrite that you can log into and say that you're coming. But as part of it, we're also encouraging people to make their fairy costumes because not everybody has a fairy costume. And this is why the WI have been absolutely brilliant and incredibly supportive. And the lo lovely ladies, they came to the farm a few months ago and had an explore around and had some jams and some scones that we'd made on the farm and then heard about the fairy record and decided to help us. So tomorrow, here in the hall, would you Tell like to say Tell us what's Diane? happening, Diane. Tomorrow, we are looking for would-be fairies, any age, any size, any sex, anything. If you want to come and make fairy wings, a tutu and a magic wand, uh, bring whatever stuff you've got, but this is the place. We've got fairy buns, we've got lots of helpers to help you stick, glue, cover yourselves in glitter or whatever. But we want uh, Port St Mary to have the biggest attendance of would-be fairies on the island. So we are aiming for a hundred plus people. So get on down. And since this is a really magical place, what better spot to get this going? Um, as you say, this is happening on the, the 28th, the actual right. gathering yeah. of fairies. But so tomorrow's tomorrow you can start getting your fairy costume sorted. Exactly. But Joff, also this evening then, we did have a little bit of a, a, a indication there that you have an event on tonight. Tell yes, us we do. about I that. Mean, the Children's Centre, um, hello, my name's Joff Whitten. I'm from the Children's Centre, by the way. Um, <laughs> we do all sorts of things all the time across the island and tonight again the WI have been fantastically supportive and, and helpful um, but tonight we're doing a, a quiz event for um, some brilliant people who climbed the three peaks challenge in the in the UK recently and they've called themselves the peaky climbers and they're getting together again for fun to do a quiz night so it's tonight at seven o'clock and it's ten pounds there are you know still places available for anyone who wants to come and answer questions probably all about the series peaky blinders and only about the series peaky blinders that's not true there'll be other questions during the quiz um, but it should be should be really fun so come along to that and it's great for us because we in the children's center we you know we do this work with with disadvantaged children young people and families and so doing these nice things like a quiz night or the or the fairy workshop it's lovely for us because we get to talk to people and talk about the work that we do and meet lots and lots of people so it's great um, can I just add about the fairy event quickly if you don't mind uh, because a few people have said oh my little boy doesn't want to come because you have to wear a tutu so we want to make it very clear tutus can also include kilts they can also include armor skirts they can also include just bits of things around your waist that is sort of a little bit like a tutu but not really a tutu so it's at, as Di said it's for boys girls mums dads grandparents everybody and anybody so don't feel you if you don't like pink you can't be part Oh, Joff, thank you so much. That's just going to be absolutely brilliant. It is. And we'll be speaking again to the WI a little bit later on about some events that they've got coming up in the next few months as well. But one of the things that Portsmouth Mary Town Hall has become known for is fantastic music. As Michelle alluded to, there have been gigs here with the likes of Davy Knowles, who plays to thousands across the world. And he comes back here on a fairly regular basis to his hometown and, uh, and plays on this there stage right in front of us. And as you say, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you'll be able to see it there but watch later uh, to find out more about that but we thought we'd invite down a couple who are very known to this area so we've got Nell and Steph from Bird and the Beards with us hello you two and uh, and they're going to sing a song for us now what is he going to sing for us Steph? Uh, we're going to sing Ain't Nobody by Shaka Khan and uh, you're going to join us aren't you Christy? <laughs> oh. I might try and warble along in the background we'll see how that goes take it away guys Oh! 
Yes, round of applause for the bird and the beard here. And uh, I know we're going to hear from you a little bit later on, Steph, but you've got a busy weekend ahead. We do, yeah. As tonight we're supporting Mike Wilton at the Colby Glen, and then tomorrow we're at the Food Festival. There you go. So uh, we'll hear more from Bird and the Beard a little bit later on in the show, or at least Bird and the Beard today, because not all of you <laughs> could be here, but it's great to have you. And Nell, very known in this area as well. You actually live very, very close to the town hall, don't you, Nell? I live right above the bra shop. <laughs> so he sees everything that goes on. Does he really? Well, Al, that was incredible. Thank you so much to say, hearing more from them a little bit later. But this is late lunch. We want to give you a chance now to enter the draw to win a are having down here at Port St Mary Town Hall. Uh, Christy and I are here as part of our Village Hall series and once again what we're finding is that this is a hub for almost everything that happens in the community and I'm just with Margaret now, uh, Margaret from Port St Mary Commissioners and we're just looking out of the windows standing on the stage here Margaret and you were saying this is a view that not many people get to see. No, people have no idea what's hidden behind the curtains. When they come in in the evenings the curtains are drawn and the lights are on but when I come in on Monday morning to check the town hall I get to look out the window. Beautiful view. It really is. If you go to the Max Radio Facebook page, you will be able to see that view, which is beautiful today because the sun is shining. But even on a stormy day, that'd be incredible. We can just see the lifeboat uh, just sitting out in the harbour there. Uh, Margaret, we have you to thank for getting all the people here today. But you had so many people to choose from. Yes, and we do. We have one of everybody comes to the town hall, all ages, all abilities, and everybody does something different. And what we find, and I'm sure you will echo this, is that it's so important to have a space like this in every community around the island. Oh yes, yeah, they, they need to feel like it's their patch. Yeah, They really do, that view is incredible, you have to drag me away from that. Um, something else that happens here, uh, we've talked a lot about music, but art is also really important. Yes it is, and, and Margaret you've got the details there of something called the Art Cellar, just tell us about that. So the art cellar is run by a lady called Angie and they're in the West Room which is downstairs in the town hall on a Wednesday morning and when they're in they've renamed it the art cellar because it's tucked downstairs. Uh, anybody can come. The examples that we've got here you can see how talented some of these artists are but all abilities everybody's welcome to come. £10 a session um, and we have Angie's phone number uh, but it's a great place and they make a really good cup of tea. It's all about the tea, tea and biscuits. It? It's what keeps places like this going. Exactly. Now, someone who is no stranger to stages all around the Isle of Man uh, is Mr. Lenny Connery, who is here in his post office capacity today, oh, being baby. being a postman. He's off duty. Uh, but Lenny, we mentioned earlier uh, the Davy Knowles gigs, and that is something you've been instrumental in over the years. We'll come to that in just there. a moment. Instrumental. Yeah. We'll come to that in just a moment. But what are some of your earliest memories of this town hall? Oh, well, yeah, I was trying to um, um, rack my brains earlier. Uh, going back to the late 80s, um, bizarrely, jumble sales, basketball uh, club at jumble sales. And then, um, because the, the room layout was slightly different, and I always remember the sound wasn't particularly great for bands, but nobody really cared in those days. I think we're, we're a lot luckier now that um, modern equipment's um, made things really good. So we were putting the likes of Gasp on with the rugby club, and it didn't matter if it was you know, sounded rubbish. That said, gas never sounded rubbish. Um, so we were putting nose gigs on late 80s, early 90s, and it was just fabulous. And I think we've come a long way to, to the likes of uh, Davey uh, sort of in the last few years. The sound, uh, well, the talent, I should say, more importantly, emanates so wonderfully off the stage. Um, it's a great room. 
what David loves about it. He's, he can see everybody in the room. It's, it's personal and it's, um, and it's local. And it's just, just down the road from his house. That's what he loves. And that's the thing, is because you followed David's career from the very, very beginning, haven't you? Yeah, the boy's doing good. Um, I'm very pleased to say he's a, he's a daddy now, which sadly knocks, knocks on the head the, the Christmas shows. But uh, they, they were very... Um, uh, well, they sold out uh, uh, weeks and weeks ahead. They were very uh, memorable every year. We did, I think, four years in a row. And what an incredible thing that's thing, because as we said, as you have seen yourself, because you followed David's career and obviously very good friends with him and have been around the world with him to, to a certain extent, he has played to audiences of tens of thousands, yeah, hasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you do see when there's video and pictures posted of his gigs here, sure. people around the world are so envious, aren't they? Well he he um, a few years back, well it is good sort of twelve years, he, he supported um, Don McLean in the villa. Um, he's obviously done the uh, youth games, he's played for those. Um, he's been at the garden party outdoors, um, the gaiety he did uh, several years. But all the favourite gigs have always been in here. Um, I think it's because he's quite lazy and wants to get home quickly <laughs> after the gig. Could be wrong, but no, it's, it is. It's, it's just something, something personal about it. Um, and he'd rather do five gigs in here than one somewhere else, for sure. Yeah, and it's not just about Davey. Let us, let us know some of your other favourite moments in this Well, I, again, gigs. racking my brains. Um, we, we had a band that has now sadly split up, the Stripes. You know, the Irish band. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got them in here six days before they got signed at Universal. I came to that. Did you and uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was a that was a nice little coup. But we've had all sorts. Um, uh, gosh, uh, Nick Barlow, Tender Age. I've had my fiftieth in here. What you won't know is I had my engagement party in here, and I actually got on the stage and sang and played a guitar. I'm not sure whether to celebrate that or not. Then. No. <laughs> There's some footage on Betamax somewhere, and it's not good. It's not good. Oh, it's another example of one of the many uses of these village halls all around the island. Do you know what? My arm is really sore from having to hold the microphone up He's so very high tall there. He is much taller than I thought yeah. you were, Lenny. Yeah, sorry, it's, just, it's been that way it for a while. must be hard bending time. down to the letterboxes. Yeah, well, I don't like to talk about work here. <laughs> but speaking of music, uh, there is so much going on around the island this weekend in particular, as we heard from Stefan Nell earlier, who are very busy this weekend. Something that's happening tonight, not too far from here, at Foraging Fitness in Port Erin, is the launch of a new single by the excellent group Bisky Brisht, who I'm sure have probably played in here at various points over the years as well. And uh, they have given us the single to play because it's released on this very day, Beth. So we're going to get the very first play of it now. It's called Not Again, and if you are free this evening, pop down to Foraging, Foraging Fitness to see them play. But here it is, Bisky Brisht with Not Again.
again with months apart obsession fades until i see your smirking face it all floods back the longing hope i try to drown it it still floats the cycle never seems to end oh no my darling no hold on to so good it is the brand new single in fact it's the first single from Bisky Brish's forthcoming new album uh, it's released today so if you go to their social media platforms you'll be able to see how you can get hold of it but they are a foraging business this evening with a special release party with uh, Rihanna and Jade Clash 4 and DJ Jip as well and they're on Sunday's soundtrack on Sunday Beth live they're going to be performing live in the studio so do tune in from 2pm on Sunday we are live also from Port Mary Town Hall it's Beth and Christy with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon and what I love about listening to music is that everybody who's sitting around us here just having a chat sees us dancing along but has absolutely no idea what it is we're listening to. We should, we should make that a bit of a quiz, see if they can guess from our moves <laughs> guess from what the it moves. is we're dancing to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to have some more live music on the show uh, before three but uh, so much more to talk about. We're going to be talking about some of the theatre that happens in Port St Mary Town Hall. We'll be back just after this. And this is Late Lunch, live from Port St Mary Town Hall. We are continuing our Village Hall series, and we keep saying that this is a real hub for so many events that happen, particularly around the south of the island. Um, Cabaret is one such event. Now, I'm just going to get these ladies to introduce themselves. Yeah, I'm Joyce Crook. I'm, I'm Glenis. I'm Kirsty. Okay, Joyce, tell us about Port St Mary Cabaret. Um, well, yeah, we're the infamous uh, Cabaret Party. Um, there's about usually between about 30 to 40 of us would you say and um, we do we haven't been doing any summer shows lately but we're still doing our pantomime this year it's got to be mother goose the other night we had uh, we got one of the old videos out DVDs out and watched ourselves 15 years ago how gorgeous did we look there <laughs> so um, yes all the ones that wasn't in it then they were Actually, I thought they were quite interested in that, do you? Yes, I, it, it certainly was an eye-opener looking back at 15 years ago. Uh, but I think we've, we've learnt a bit, haven't we, we've learnt from a lot. then to now? Some, some good bits, some, you know, 
we'll keep things similar, I think, but we, we will change the odd bit. And the um, cabaret is all about, um, obviously, putting on a show, but the friendships that have been formed in this group. That's very true. Um, you know, people have had lots of problems and um, they'll come along to us and we hopefully, we help them out um, with, with things like that. So it's, it's, it's good for them as well, isn't it? And Glenys, you're also part of another group which has been performing all around the island, particularly over the past uh, <laughs> few weekends with the Weekend at War. Yes, sorry, I didn't know you were going to mention the Southern <laughs> Bells. <laughs> yes, we have. Um, we, we, a group of five ladies, we have a ball, we can... We do mainly 1940s, that's what we're comfortable with, that's what we enjoy doing, but we can do other sort of eras as well. Um, but yeah, we love it, it's great fun. So with regards to the cabaret then, Jane, uh, what can people expect from one of these shows? Um, with the kids' concert, that's what I help with. Uh, it's just a really good, fun show. Um, this year the children are going to be performing Aladdin. As many children as possible that want to are given speaking parts or singing in small groups or solos. Um, everybody gets to do something though, even the very tiny ones will be brought on and do a little dance and sing in a group right the way through to the older ones that have the main parts. It's always brilliant fun to watch, even if you don't have a child in it. And this space itself, the Town Hall, must be just perfect for what you need. It is. It's absolutely fantastic because we've got the kitchen to be able to do the refreshments and keep all the adults going, make sure the children have got juice and biscuits as well. It's an absolutely brilliant stage to use. And then there's the rooms downstairs to use as changing rooms as well so that we've actually got somewhere off stage for the children that aren't on at that particular moment. It's actually about... It's the atmosphere in here because we were at school for a long time and we lost all that. But we get a buzz in here, don't we? There's a kind of theatre buzz in here. Um, so that makes um, all the difference. It is a really professional environment, actually, isn't it, as well? So you mentioned uh, Mother Goose. When is that happening? It's happening in February. I'm not sure the dates. Um, 14th. Oh, 14th, is weekend it? Oh, perfect. Valentine's weekend. Weekend of 14th, yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we've got a good crowd in for it this time, haven't we? As usual. Um, going to be a wonderful occasion and um, as we were talking about Christy this is a very professional environment and theatre is uh, something which happens here a lot we're joined by Norman McGregor Edwards from Hog the Limelight tell us a little bit about Hog the Limelight first of all uh, Hog the Limelight we've been going for about uh, eight nine years and this is our home base um, we put on um, regular main plays and um, we've got nothing well We've got a plan, but we can't say what it is. Oh, come on. No, a clue? No, 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 no. No, but it's a very, very well-known TV series, um, which might appear sometime next year. And we also do um, one-act plays um, in the festival, but we also perform them here. And then we take part with other groups who have taken part with um, Cabaret Party and other things and anything that's going on. And you've had great um, success with the plays recently in the one-act plays, haven't you? Oh, yes, we have, yes. Uh, the Perfect Gentleman, the, the one-act play that we did uh, last year, which won here, and it won or did very well across in um, the north of England. And we ended up in the All-British Final at uh, Woking um, earlier this year. Um, we didn't win, but we got some very good comments, and we had Derek Jacobi there, who thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, goodness me. Talk about name-dropping, Norman. All right. And how important would you say it is for a group like Hod the Limelight to have 
what I suppose you can call a permanent home. It's absolutely essential because we know it's here. Um, it's getting very busy and very difficult to, to book it at times. Um, but with a bit of planning, we can do it. And it's just got everything we need. It's got great lights, great sound, a really good stage. It's really flexible. Um, we can do all sorts of things with it. Um, and it really works very well. And we did A Murder is Announced um, earlier this year. And we had a set and all sorts of bits and pieces. And it just worked brilliantly. Of course, the other thing we do as well is we do murder dinners. Yep. Sorry, that sounds a little yeah. bit gruesome. Jane from the Suspect Players, tell us about the murder dinners. Well, we, um, we perform um, murder mystery dinners um, for charity, for local charities. And we've been doing it for about 10 years or so now and raised, getting on for about £45,000 for the local charities. And there is a, a wonderful bunch of uh, people, the Suspect Players, who... Um, just go around and we've performed in the town hall several times um, mainly for the RNLI Port St Mary branch and we have we have great fun and we dress up and uh, we it's not to be taken seriously but there is a lot of banter and um, the audience doesn't really have to um, participate much they just have to ask questions and find out who the murderer is and I write them and uh, produce them and I have a great bunch two of whom are here at the moment Sue and Norman introduce yourself for us Sue that's <laughs> <laughs> all you need to know she's just Sue uh, and so what what is your part usually in these uh, these murder mystery plays um, I tend to deviate between either very glamorous or um, I have been a barmaid before now, which is quite good fun as well. Um, but they're wonderful. It's a superb opportunity to dress up, be part of a play, without actually having to learn the script, which is wonderful. And we have great fun. We have a fantastic time, actually. And um, I just um, write a whole load of information for them, and they have to learn that. So as Sue said, they don't need to learn um, any script at all. And we've done, we've, I've written 13 so far, and anything from Roman-themed to 1960s, 1920s, one set in space, Western, um, a pantomime one. And um, we, as we say, we have great fun, and uh, we're raising money for local charities, which is the main point of us doing it. And what's been the most fun one so far, Sue? 1920s, when I get to wear a flapper dress and it's very glamorous and I love it. (laughs) Another example of some of the weird and wonderful things that happen in our village halls all around the Isle of Man. And it is a beautiful space here, especially on a sunny day. Thank you very much there to Hog the Limelight and Suspect Players finding out all about them. Uh, I spy one Pam Crow from Russian Heritage Trust. We're going to be talking to her very shortly. And uh, there will be an exclusive podcast available at manxradio.com as well after this programme. But we've heard from them once already, but we must hear from the bird and the beard, as we've decided (laughs) this day. Just one beard beard. here today. Uh, What are you going to sing now, Steph? Uh, We're going to do I'm on Fire. Amazing. Okay, take it away.
Absolutely. So good. Round of applause, please, for Steph and Nell. Give a shout out to the other members that aren't here. Yeah, so we have Mike Giles, who is currently at work. He runs his own business, so we couldn't sneak out. And uh, Neil Bagshaw, who is also at work. And since you are called Bird and Beards, is there a lot of pressure, Nell, to keep your beard? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. It's part of the identity. We've got to keep it going. (laughs) So just remind people again about the gigs you've got this weekend. Okay, so we're supporting Mike Wilton. Wilton tonight in the Colby Glen. Tomorrow we're playing the Food and Drink Festival from half six. And that's about it for the minute. Oh no, Compton Vaults, October 4th. I've got a whole other bunch of gigs, but that's, yeah. 
And I'm reading Steph's hand because it says the 23rd of November at the Mitre as well. Is that right, Steph? She knows what she's doing. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so, so much for being here. And it really does show what a fantastic space this is uh, when it comes to the ambience for some live music. Absolutely incredible. Just a, a quick few thank yous. Matty Cunningham has been our on-site engineer today. Alex Brinley's been pushing the buttons back at Broadcasting House. And Ben Hartley has been producing our social media coverage. You can find all of that at manxradio.com. But there's a LitFest event coming up here very shortly and one of our very own at Manx Radio has written a poem him being a little bit of a lit fest poetry winner Yes, our Howard Kane. Uh, we were hoping he'd be able to be here with us this afternoon. He couldn't quite make it to the, the, the town hall itself, but he's written a poem especially for the day. So let's hear it to play us out this afternoon. Hello, this is Virtual Howard, howard.com. Oh, how we all love our big poetry slam when poets aren't guarded but write in the van of lyrical lines with many a syllable filling up spaces which should be unfillable. A chance to rhyme words, each one with another, like Sonny with Bunny and Mother with Brother. We can all have a go. It's not really that hard. If stuck, just keep going and rhyme hard with bard. But happily now, poems don't need to rhyme or even scan properly. Sounds pretty handy then for a lot of us, particularly if we're rubbish. That's it.